Welcome to another Camera Time Sport Podcast, a special sport podcast today. We've actually got four of us in here, squeezed, squeezed us in the special podcast room, and we're going to go toe-to-toe over some cricket stuff. Uh, Caden Helmers, um, thanks for joining me. Oh, mate, I was always going to be here. It's going to be in uh, a really exciting brawl. I think we might crown a new heavyweight champion in the I sport ranks. I think we will. And in the red corner, with the big gloves, <laughs> Eamon Tiernan, thanks for coming in. No worries, Blocker. I think Maggie Laws might be out of his weight division here, but uh, happy to be here. And the challenger, Kyle Maggie Laws. Maggie Laws. The challenger? Well, you know. <laughs> That's right. Vacant, <laughs> vacant title. Yeah. This is your... I've had the belt for four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're back in the podcast room for That's the first right. time. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for having yeah. me. So, um, obviously a massive week, not just in Canberra, but uh, international and national sports as well. We're going to talk a little bit about changes in the Raiders team, some big changes there for their game against the Manly Eagles on Saturday night. And at the same time, the Brumbies will be playing the New South Wales Waratahs at Canberra Stadium. David Pocock making his comeback this weekend. First time since July or August 2016 that he's played for the Brumbies, I think. So we'll chat about that a little bit later. But we're going to kick off this podcast in the only way we thought possible after there was a few blow-ups on the newsroom floor earlier today, and that is to talk about the cricket saga in South Africa and the disgraceful actions of the Australian team. For those who don't know, um, Steve Smith, Cameron Bancroft and David Warner have all admitted to tampering with the ball. Um, Warner and Smith stood down as captain and vice-captain. Bancroft, I think, avoided a suspension, but Smith was banned for one game. The fallout will obviously still be happening as you're listening to this. But, Eamon and Kyle, I might let you guys take it away. Ding, ding, round one. You're, Where you're are we just at? just as opinionated as well, Block. Oh, come on, take me through it. Where are you at, Kyle? I feel disenchanted with the game of cricket, and in particular the Australian cricket team at the moment. Um, I feel duped, and I feel like I have been supporting... A team that isn't the team that I thought they were. Um, Who did you think they were? I thought Saints. they. I thought they played the game hard but fair. No, didn't. And fair, fair is the key word there. And I was a staunch, just like I, I defend blokes like Nick Kyrgios and other, you know, much maligned sports people. I defend the Australian career team for what can sometimes be considered over the top sledging, and a lot of people think they take it a bit far. I've always defended them about they, they play within the rules of the game. Their sledging might rub some people the wrong way, but they've always played within the rules, and now they don't. And they may have been doing this for years and years. And I, I'm, I'm sure Eamon will say this is the only problem is they got caught, but they hadn't been caught before what happened two, three days ago. And to me, now, they're cheats, and I feel duped. And I've been cheering on a team for two for, since I was old enough to walk and understand the game of cricket and it's pretty hard to now cheer them on so you're you're wanting a one year ban for Steve Smith I don't know if, I don't know what what ban it is but one game's not enough and I'm sure it won't just be one game and I don't care whatever ban the ICC hands down I think cricket Australia needs to consider their own form of punishment as well which I'm sure they will but you were saying a one I year I think one year or you were saying even potentially careers over it might be, depending on Would how he bounces back Would you be happy with that to end? No, no, I wouldn't, and I don't think it should be the end of his career. But it'll, it will, his career will. Dep- whether he does still have a career will be entirely dependent on Steve Smith 
and how he bounces back from this adversity. Right. Not, not. I don't think the suspension should end his career, but I think it also needs to be a, a match sort of number of matches rather than a time frame because cricket isn't played like you know. We'll we'll sit him out for six months now. That'll work. Mm. Then, then he's back ready for the summer. <laughs> back for the first test. Mm. Tinan's take. What have you got? Bugger! I woke up. Well, for starters, I live in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up Sunday morning and I saw this and thought, oh, oh, oh gee, these boys are in a bit of strife here. Did not think for one second it would blow up into what it has. I went to bed on Sunday night, angry, quite angry, after reading column after column comment after comment of sanctimonious dribble from commentators who largely know nothing about cricket. Don't get me started on Malcolm and the politicians getting involved. That was a complete joke. But, I mean, what surprises me about you, Mackie Laws, is you're a sports fan. You've worked as a sports journalist. You're a sports producer. And to to be shocked in any way, shape or form that this kind of behaviour goes on at international cricket level just astounds me. I mean... Their only only crime was getting caught and admitting guilt. This has been done time and again since since the dawn of time. Was it Bob Woolmer, the former Pakistan coach? He's even done research. Look at this. (laughs) He said from his first game in 1968 until today, not a single player who's ever played the game has not tampered with the ball. So hang on. Because everyone does it, that make it okay? It's a part of the game. Does it make it okay, though? To tamper with ball, well, yes. all right. Well, I think you should be able to tamper with ball. But that's I, that's completely no, no. Different I think it should be open slather. Why? Well, but, but it's not at the moment. That, you just say oh, they should just be able to dope. And, and all right. Like well, that. how about this? Man cutting's legal. Why does no one do it? <laughs> because, and this is exactly the point. Cricket is a gentleman's game. Or no, it has long been considered. It has long been considered, you know, a game that is played in the right way, and there's a, a right and a wrong way to play cricket. And you know, you might say welcome to the real world, but you know, that's just the, the facts of the matter. It's always been perceived that there is a, there is a right way to play cricket and a wrong way. And for so many people, the sledging is the wrong way. But I'm, it's in the rules. They're not sledging's, breaking any rules. Sledging's they the wrong way now. for people that don't play cricket. They're for the mothers there out there. There are no actual. Of people. There is not a single club cricketer at any level, international, state, whatever that says, oh, I, I don't think sledging should be in the game. It's just disgusting. There's one thing to sledge. There's another thing to do, say some of the things that Crossing the cricketers do. Now, look, well, the other thing about this, uh, like, I tend to agree with Eamon on the outrage point, not necessarily on the they've done nothing wrong point, because as John Paul Maloney came into the sports team today and pointed out, he, he has dubbed it the Joel Monaghan curve, that curve of outrage when something happens... Everyone, just everyone, not just rugby league fans, but people who don't even watch the game get absolutely outraged by something that's happened. And then when you get over the curve towards the end of it, people think, actually, was it really that bad? Did we really need to kick John Monaghan out of the NRL? Was that the right move? Could he have got suspended for six months, whatever? Um, I think that's where we'll get to with Steve Smith and David Warner. My only issue with... The comparison there is Joel Monaghan, what he did wasn't in there was nothing he didn't cheat on the field. There was nothing it was, no, he it didn't. was separate from That's right and there from was the still, game. There was still complete outrage Absolutely. that they wanted to kick him Absolutely. out. But what the cricketers have done has, is on the field. It's not something in their personal life, which I think sometimes 
has too much impact on their playing careers. No, what happens but in their we're not. Life. We're not comparing what they did. We're comparing the emotional okay. reaction to it, and the emotional reaction on Sunday was outrage. You can't. Yep. Yeah. Sack Steve Smith. Sack David <coughs> Warner. Sack Cameron Ban- Bancroft. Sack Darren Lehman. But let's get to the end of next week, and people might it might just die down. Do you reckon, Caden? Yeah, ride it out for a little bit because I think that the outrage will die down somewhat. Like there's still going to be people that are going to probably hate Steve Smith forever now. And I, I'm all for a lengthy ban because it is cheating. But at the same time, let's let's not just you know throw him out of the game forever. I think a year's too long. I think a year's Absolutely. far too long. It's yeah, long. a year's too long. Yeah. What pisses me off is people can't think for themselves. This emotional reaction, they see they swallow the dribble. If you go back to everyone's very first reaction when they found out on Sunday morning, if they found out initially before they read column after column, and the initial reaction is, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Mine was, to, how stupid are these blokes? Yeah, how stupid is it? That's dumb, can't believe they got caught. But then for calls, people like Kadich, former players, are saying they need to be sacked, never play again. As if that bloke was never involved in pool tampering in his day. Who, Eddie, Eddie Cowan's also come out and had a crack at Darren Lehman. And, um, I, I think it, it, what they're having a crack at, though, is the wider culture of the Australian team. Yeah. And they've seen this culture form where it's a win-at-all-costs attitude, which Kyle is saying, that people are disliking now. And this is the tip of the iceberg that might break it and finally change that culture in the team. And see, what, what, what my initial reaction when I read about it was, oh, yeah, that is pretty bad. But it got my... Re- and then when I read about it and found out what had happened, I was more annoyed and more disappointed because of this, and we've spoken about it at length in the newsroom, about what the, the sort of seeming round table discussion that occurred at lunch. And I know you guys say that all <laughs> this, all cheating is, you know thought through and planned it's not sort of a spontaneous decision on the field but the, my, I can't get my head around the fact that there wasn't one person in that discussion that didn't just for a second go guys yeah. maybe we're being a bit silly here we're going to get caught but maybe it wasn't a round table it was the senior leaders which is David Warner and, and was it is um, it re- was it really just the three well I don't, I don't think it was I don't think it was a whole team thing um you know I, what does Sean Marsh care about scuffing up the ball or whatever? But this is why I don't get about your argument there is I think any time that there's ball tampering like Faf Duplessis with the lozenger in his mouth um, or rubbing the ball on his zipper or England who have admitted to having mints in their mouth, um, that's all pre-planned anyway. Mm. So it doesn't make them any worse than anything that's happened before. So why haven't we been I guess so I'm just I'm just picturing you know the, the Aussie cricket team eating their cucumber sandwiches at lunch having this open discussion, and maybe it's not, maybe I'm, I'm blowing it out of proportion, but this, this open discussion about how can we, uh, not even considering that the game wasn't lost, like they, okay, it's over on top, but it, for them to even think that they were in that big a dire straits to cheat. Kyle, the reason no one said anything is because it's been done 10 times before and they've gotten away with it 10 times before. So what? So They're cheating. But, no, but your issue is that, oh, someone didn't get on the on the moral high ground and say, boys, 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 let's not do it. The reason that didn't happen is because they've done it before. Every team's that, done that's it. that's part of the problem then. Yeah, but you that, can't that's say... But that's, that's a wider issue than Steve Smith and the Australian cricket team. This is, is so an ICC issue. But like, what about all the but times... But this is the opportunity they, then for Cricket make, Australia yeah, to go, Australia. hang on, guys. But not a Cricket Australia... It's not, it's not a Cricket Australia problem. It's an international cricket problem. Might be, but it's an opportunity for cricket... You know, so you're, you're saying ICC and Cricket Australia should make an example out of Steve Smith in the hope that one day in the future 
England, Pakistan, South Africa do the same to I, someone who's guilty of the I same? Don't, I, I'd love to think that, but Cricket Australia can only control what's happening here. And if, if they're correct, got, and they should take a hard stance, because for people, for Eamon to come out and say that, you know, people that don't even know about cricket and the politicians and the prime... You can't even say... We've got a picture in this newsroom of Bob Hawke playing in the PM's Eleven, getting hit in the head with a cricket ball. So we've got John Howard, some of the greatest footage you'll ever see on YouTube, <laughs> trying to bowl a, bowl a cricket ball. You can't say that cricket is, isn't just... Be, it's, it's bigger than the sporting field now. It's in the Australian psyche, especially in summer. Politicians only got involved in this for political gain. To take a moral high ground themselves. 100%. <laughs> but but they, ha- they are allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, but yeah. Not, no, they're not. Not on cricket. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, can t- they can tell us about the hey, budget next John week. John Howard can have an opinion and after bowling a ball like that. Any other politician can. Uh, at this point, I'll just note that Carl oh. Mackie Laws is waving around a Stanley knife in here at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a quick one. What, what was worse? Sunday morning's um, transgression or underarm? <laughs> Sunday morning, because underarm was Underarm's legal. legal. See, this is Very good point ridiculous. Point. It's legal. legal. Just so like a man cat. Exactly. Oh, so why doesn't anyone man cat? Because of the I'm way cricket's man-cad. supposed to be played. You're all for it. Yeah, well, I'm I am. Pro- yeah, self- we know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a self-confessed <laughs> man catter once. Um, we just get a quick score of the scorecard. Ding, ding. KML no, 12, I, I have, 10. I think you've come through on that one, Kyle, yeah. because... Still what, the where, heavyweight champion of the world. Where <laughs> I disagree, as I said before, where I disagree with Eamon, I'm, I'm on board with you that I feel like the outrage is an overreaction, but... I still don't think that justifies what they did and they should be protected they still did cheat yeah that's why we've got to settle down for a few days before we sack yeah. Steve Smith I reckon the media has done a greater crime here the media Mate. the media sets the agenda and they spark this outrage that the media are responsible for the Monaghan cycle I we am. need to take more responsibility to not go over the top when something like this happens you don't let people write columns about cricket who don't know anything about cricket did I or did I not ask you to write a column yesterday yeah, and I always wanted to write it. What what was the condition of that column? Tell us, Carl. Well, there would, there would have been a second column. And what was that second column? Well, we ready to move into to another, another, another sport. I, I, I wasn't here for this. What was that column? <laughs> I don't think you would have approved it. <laughs> Had um, I'll just finish. I can't believe you gave it to Carl. By the way, I'll finish with my. I, I think I, I think he's got it because I. But like, I just don't agree with the length of ban that Carl's saying. I th- I think the outrage dictates a ban of one year right now but I think in a week's time or I think even if they came out and banned them for one year right now in a week's time we'd be sitting here going geez that was stupid it wasn't yeah. really worth Australia's a year's punishment for the next year like Shane Warne took a diuretic and got banned for a year mate these mum gave that to <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do this in Bancroft should have used the mum defence yeah, yeah. I'll tr- it was in I'll my pocket I'll I'll try and do this in 30 seconds as I said to all of you earlier today the intent is the issue here Steve Smith had no intent of getting caught. And that and, no, but and he had an intent to come on. No, 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 no. But no intent. So he wants to go out there and we use the example of the invisibility cloak. Trevor Chappell, nineteen eighty one underarm. He did that knowing the consequences. He know he Mate, knew he knew what it would was. Me. You know, ding 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 ding. I'm throwing that white towel. I'm gonna murder Eamon tonight. <laughs> I've got no intent of being caught. That's right. <laughs> Well, you're, you're, you're speeding. Murder, you're speeding. You've got no intent of getting caught, and then you get caught. What happens? You're not you sorry fined. for your speeding. You're sorry you were caught. Yeah, but you're sorry but you're you were speeding, and you still rules. broke the rules. Oh. Yeah, but no one's actually sorry they got 
that was speeding. I bet you bank balances <laughs> and your I'm sure, points. I'm, I'm sure there are a few people that are sorry. People are just so full of it. People aren't honest with themselves. If okay. you could get away with underarm and no one found out, you'd do it. The reason no one does it is because of the look on the game. That's but why that's people, legal. That's why people cheat, because they think they can get away with it. They only don't want to cheat. But it doesn't, mean but they doesn't should. make it right. That's I'm right. not saying it's right. Obviously, it's not right cheat. Lance Armstrong wasn't right, but he still won 7-2 in France. Didn't he? <laughs> and he had him taken all off him. Yeah, controversial. Carl Mackey loves the fighting pride of Canberra. Yes, very good, very good. All right, we might move on to some Raiders news now. We'll leave the cricket there, maybe come back to it a little bit later once these boys cool down and we give them a little drink. But, Caden, can you walk us through the Raiders' changes for this week? Well, it's uh, it's not been a promising start for the old green machine. They're in dire straits. They've uh, pulled out all the stops to try and turn things around. Blake Austin is out of the initial 17-man squad, so he's still in the 21-man squad for the clash against Manly at Brookvale Oval on Saturday night. Uh, Ada Hingano is in in the number 14 jumper, so he's come over from the Warriors, played 15 games there, played five games for Tonga. So he'll probably slot into the halves. Aiden Caesar will deputise at hooker once he comes on again. But it's a bit bizarre. Caesar's nursing a back injury himself, so still not sure if so he's going to So probably see some game. more changes towards yeah, the end of the week. Yeah, another reshuffle in the end of the week. And there's Cesar Soliola's got injuries to worry about. Joe Tarpany as well. He's been named in number 17, but he's got a, a thumb to worry about, dislocated thumb in round one. Caden, yeah. if, if Aiden isn't past fit, does Hingano make a start or does Austin come in from 19? Ooh. I'd start Hingano. Why not? And then Austin 14. Yeah. See if he can turn things around because they've got to try something there on three. Is he, the, is he the scapegoat here, Austin? I think he, he might be. Like he's, I thought he's been pretty solid over the past probably two weeks at least. I thought round one he was maybe a little bit quiet but last two weeks he's been solid but why not throw Hingano in there if things can't get much worse. Yeah, he's a um, playmaker come over from the Warriors. He played for Tonga at the World Cup, yep. was it? Um, so that'll be interesting there. But, boys, we were all watching it on the weekend. And as Polky's um, match report said, it was like a car crash that you couldn't look away from. Mm-hmm. You could you, just tell you, it was going to happen. You could. Groundhog Day. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, what, what, what was the score in the end? 2019. 2019 to the Warriors over the Raiders, their third loss. To start the season, they've lost all three games by a total of five points. Um, geez, it's a rough way to start the year. Can they come back from this, Mac Dad? I think they can. I think the fact that they're, they've only lost by five points is yeah. cumulative. But um, I just, I know we ask it every single year at the moment about this mental stuff, or I, I don't know where it comes from that they can't close out games. It's, it's a really bizarre thing, and I mm. don't know what the answer is, but. Are they trying to go into their shell and play defensively? Yeah, like, you can't, that, they can't afford to try uh, and defend their way to wins because I think that brings them undone sometimes. And it's got to be having an impact now. Yeah. Like, surely no like no lead is too big. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think... What, so, I know it's early in the season, but we're getting to crunch time where this is either going to make or break them. It's going to so, make or break Ricky Stewart's career as well. Yeah? I think so. Well, he's still got two years to run on his contract, but he, he well, at some point, if they don't turn around, the heat will be turning any, up. Any uh, management from sacking coaches. Well, the Raiders have only ever sacked one coach in the club's history. Well, questions need to be asked about why they extended his contract in the first place. Well, because they did so well in 2016. 
That's why they did. But no one, no, there was, there was no, no team in the competition, you know, offering the big bucks to Ricky to sign. No, I think it was more of a case to get the players to stay in Canberra. Okay. So players like Josh Hodgson, Jared Croker, Jack Whiten wanted certainty over the future. Sure. And, um, okay. That's the way they got it with Ricky. But geez, they're just so frustrating to watch at the moment because you see them play really well. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the last five minutes and you think, oh, what the hell is going to happen here? The problem with this week against the Sea Eagles is they're coming up against a Manly team that's coming off the back of salary cap drama. They're going to be fired up themselves. And, and they got pumped against by South. By South. So, um, Eamon, what do you reckon of that one? Well, Freddie Fittler said it on Sunday. It's got to be mental. Like, there's nothing wrong with the brand of football they're playing, but they get to the last five minutes of a game... It's not fitness. Every team's fit. Mm. It's mental. I don't know how to close out a game. I mean, who does that come back to? The coach. And it's you don't see the Broncos dropping games in the last five minutes. You never saw Manchester United do it. You don't see the New England Patriots do it. It's coaching. You can't put it all down to the halves on the weekend against the Warriors either. Of course you can't. No. Isaac Luke just walked straight over to score that try with a few minutes to go, and then the Warriors marched 80 metres downfield twice in a row. There's no pressure on the last half. Is it depth? I know we've spoken about this a fair bit. Like a couple of years ago, the Raiders' depth was pretty impressive. Mm. Uh, Spoil for choice, and and I'm just looking at this. This um, look, Junior Paulo, he's look. He was the Malmeninga medalist last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, well, I, d- I don't so. think depth is a problem this year. I think it's injury injuries. Last year, depth was a problem because mm. they had their first choice team on the field almost every single game. This year, if you add Josh Hodgson into that. Um, Joe Tarpanay's coming back this week like Blake Austin's obviously on the bench there so I, I think they've got uh, did, I thought Liam Knight got injured did he or, or Royce Hunt got injured Royce on the Hunt's weekend Royce for two to three weeks um, Charlie, Charlie Garb so they've got nine. depth it's just injuries are hitting them at the moment so um, okay. alright a tip this week Mackie oh, Laws I want four I want yeah. four score uh, 20 to 18 <laughs> loss Amen. Keep it tight. No, they'll actually win because no one's expecting them to. They'll win 26 uh, to 14. Manly 30 to 16. They'll go Raiders by 8. And uh, win. Actually, no, Raiders by 4. They're going to win a close one. Let it be noted that uh, you, me and Polky were in last week. I said the Warriors would win. So. Did you? I, so think, I think I said the Raiders would smash the Warriors. I thought, <laughs> thought they were going to turn it around. Anyway. Don't, don't you bias a Manly low blocker? Well, half, half of me is, <laughs> but um, the other half is not there, so much. Just quickly, I know, um, do, is there too much of a nurture sort of um, atmosphere and environment at the club? Is Ricky too much of a mate? I don't think so. Well, he, do you remember at the end of last year he said Cranky Ricky he, he came out? He wanted out? to get tough, and, yeah. Yeah. and that's when they sort of started to show some signs of life last year. But The three press conferences I've watched so far... At the end of the game, yeah. he hasn't blamed the players once. Well, what, he's blamed but, but, obstruction, what, which wasn't obstruction. But what what coach blames their players? Nick Styles. Well, as soon, yeah, as soon as you lose, the, uh, blame the players. You lose the players. Okay, not even blaming the players publicly. Anyway. Not even okay, not blaming them, but saying. But deflecting we it enough. to other De- people. That's right, deflecting it to a decision by the uh, referees. Yeah. Or uh, the first two weeks, we were good. We were really good. I'm really proud of the guys. You know, we'll get there eventually. Well, come on. Yeah, that were two games. We he did. Won. He did come out last week and say that the halves um, knew they weren't good enough. They've got to cop that medicine, but the other blokes have to lift around them as well. So okay, All right. he is saying stuff like that. Okay. All right, we'll move on to the Brumbies quickly. This is their um, 
I guess their biggest home game of the year, isn't it? The biggest home game in a couple of years, really. Yeah, haven't had them for a while. No, I haven't had them since 2016, since Poke. Pocock was last playing, who comes back. No, um, his return to Canberra came with its own criticisms when he came back with a knee injury. Um, but he's back in action this weekend. How much of a boost is he to the Brumbies, Eamon? Uh, yeah, he's a boost. You can't take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just yeah, a boost. No. Wow. He's all right. Don't get me wrong. He's uh, the world's best flanker on his day. Um, wow, you sound pretty underwhelmed by his <laughs> return. Well, we haven't seen him in uh, two years in Super Rugby, and Super Rugby mm-hmm. is obviously a big step up. Two years is nothing to sneeze at. Um, it's hard to say he's going to win this game. Um, I certainly wouldn't bet on it. Um, the Warriors... Yeah. I know. <laughs> and that's saying something. The Waratahs, who knows what Waratahs is, team can turn up. Is Pocock, like, have they rushed him back at all? No. Okay. So, so they deliberately is... held him back. So if they rushed him back, they probably could have rushed him back for that Sharks game uh, okay. before the bye, but knowing they had the bye, they gave him the extra week, knowing that it's a long season as well. But... Um, He's fit and firing. I think he's fit and firing. I think he's going to start. I think he'll start and play 50 minutes or something about that, and Tom Cusack will come on. What's the Um, feeling around the Easter weekend match? Is it a a blessing or a curse? I think it's a curse purely because it's still warm enough to head down to the coast. So a lot of the Brumbies demographic have uh, coast houses down there <laughs> Batons Bay, South Coast so this could be the last chance of uh, before winter to get down there but it's also a chance for people to travel from interstate um, my family's travelling over from Wagga big for the road, game, big road trip, big road big trip. yeah that's right, people come down from Sydney maybe, you yeah. don't know, um, even if it's just an overnight trip, so I think they'll still get um, you know, upwards of 15,000, 15,000, 15, 16. That's not enough. That's a big it? Co- well, they're not going to get 15, I don't think. But um, Pocock, he's the kind of guy that could come back after two years and be the difference in a Tars-Brumbies game. Like, he could just... He does just ooze that class that can come back in. But, I don't know, do you think they can win this week? Yes. Yeah. I don't think the Tars are that good. Well, actually, I was talking to Amy before. I think the Tars were um, pretty good against the Rebels last game. And everyone thought the Rebels were the bee's knees and the Tars came out and, and gave them a smacking and said, hey, boys, like you're still juniors. Um, I, I think the Brumbies can win, but, geez, they got, like, when you look at that Tars back line, you've got Beal, Foley, um, Falau, Curtis Rona. Falau on a wing, though, this week. Yeah, talking to Henry Spade about that, who's re-signed for an extra year. Um, he said they're preparing for the Waratahs to bomb the Brumbies put up the high belt ball for Fallout to chase through, oh, but yeah, AFL experience. That Tommy Staniforth also returns to <laughs> the this week. Right. Big chance for um, Fatanui Hawira to really stamp his mark as a, a premier number ten in Super Rugby, especially coming up against Foley. I've tipped him to be a Wallaby when he's eligible in a couple <laughs> of years. This could be the beginning of that journey, but he really, I guess, unlocked that Brumbies backline, combining with Christian Leliafano who moved to twelve, and I think if they can. Get the ball wide again. They will stretch the Tars this week, but uh, I think they'll fall a point short. Right, so you're saying Tars by one. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Brumbies by five. I was going to say Brumbies by five. Very oh. good. I'll say Brumbies by four. Um, all right, fellas, anything else happening? There was about 10,000, was there, at the GWS Giants game last weekend? Yeah, 10,000 against the Bulldogs. They ran rings around them back yep. in a couple of weeks against the Mighty Dockers. Bit of a fizz of that game. Yeah. 
Yeah, do you think the, the mighty Dockers? Do you think the Bulldogs are not good or the Giants are that good? Uh, a bit of both. I yeah. think the Bulldogs have fallen off a cliff since yeah. they won the flag a couple of They're years pretty ago. Pretty woeful. Um, Commonwealth Games coming up in a couple of weeks, Eamon, you're heading up there. You're looking forward to that. Bloody oath. I'll be going to the <laughs> table tennis. I'll be seeing maybe some hockey, boxing, a bit of running, sevens rugby. Can't wait. Very good. Caden, who's the wrestler guy from Canberra who's been brought in? Yeah, so we've got Nick Varane, a late call-up to the Australian wrestling team. He's been drafted in because UFC middleweight champion Robert Whittaker, who was who qualified for the Games, he's been pulled out by the UFC because they don't want him risking an injury with a title fight coming up in a couple of months. I thought you were going to say he'd been done for cheating or something, but... Doesn't matter, does it? Mm, so no. the, U- the UFC can say we own you. You're not fighting. Well, that's what he was risking he's got a his contract, contract with them. So had he got injured or something gone wrong? But could he say that's my contract to risk? Probably, <laughs> but it's probably worth a lot of money. Would yeah, you risk yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Steve, all right. Steve Smith probably should have thought about that before <laughs> giving up his uh, IPL contract. Very um, but true. if you ever let a national team hurt you, hurt your soul because of ball tampering, <laughs> you are not an adult and you do not live in the real world. Okay. Christ. All right, boys. Carry right. my belt out of here. Ding, ding. Who are you giving it to? <laughs> Mackie Laws. Mackie Laws. Yeah. Unanimous points. Unanimous. This is a sabotage. So. Five minutes before we rolled in here, I had... Bloody Helmers and Dutton in my corner. Tears, He's mate? paid them off. <laughs> I was actually five minutes late to this meeting. Empty your pockets, boys. <laughs> well, I don't have any yellow tape on me. but um, paper. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for joining us for another week. Mackie Laws, thanks for making your comeback. And congratulations Thank on you. the win. Um, Eamon, commiserations. I'm not coming back. Okay, thanks for jumping in. And uh, if you've got any suggestions or want to have a chat to us, drop us a line and we'll catch you next week.